Welcome to the House of Power podcast with me, Lance Kinnair. On today's show, we talk about the diet that we use to help 48 people lose weight. So to give you a bit of background, uh, the gym I work out of, we run an eight-week program. We've had about 50 people come through the program, and 48 of them have lost weight. Two people didn't. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But um, we've got this huge success rate, and it's really important to help people understand diet because there's a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of contradictory information, and it's very confusing. And for the majority of people, right, and this is, this is a bit of a statistical fact for you, the majority of people when, in gyms, when they get surveyed, they want to lose somewhere between 6 to 10 kilos of weight. So it's not an unrealistic goal. However, most people don't get to that goal. They don't achieve that. So it really comes down to a few factors, and I'll talk about those today, but the main one being diet. Okay, so if your diet's not on point, you, you can't outrun a bad diet, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. Diet's really everything. Once you start getting your diet good, you have to do less hard work in the gym um, in order to see results. So I'm going to tell you specifically about the diet, what made it successful for the majority of people, and then the supporting factors behind that. So the supporting factors are things like um, having a trainer to help you through you know, tough times when it gets hard for you, when you're not sure on stuff, or tracking your calories and macronutrient intake, that sort of thing. Uh, and finally, I'm going to give you some resources at the end of today. So I'll direct you to a couple of websites. And if you're interested in doing any one-on-one coaching, I can tell you more about that as well. So the reason I wanted to make this is because diet can get so overcomplicated for people. Um, they just have paralysis by analysis and they don't take action or they try a little bit of everything diet. They just don't have a good plan and they don't stay the course. Um, many people are caught in this world of misinformation and they're like, oh, is it, do I eat low carb or do I eat low fat? Or do I do intermittent fasting? Or do I go on a raw vegan diet? Or do I do juice diets? And there's just all this stuff out there. Like ketogenic diet is all the rage now. So I get all these questions constantly. What about this? What about that diet? And it's like, yeah, that's all good. Like it's all good and it's all really effective. But let's start with eating whole food first. Let's start with removing refined sugars and processed foods out of your diet first. Like let's start there. So the diet we've been using is something called the zone diet. So it's been around for about 30 years now, I think. Um, and it, it was uh, created by a doctor, Dr. Barry Sears, and it was about reducing inflammation in the body um, that comes about through poor diets. And a big part of it is about limiting the amount of refined and processed food in your diet, particularly all the white stuff. So it's white sugars, white flour, white rice, white pasta, all that kind of stuff, because a lot of that leads to inflammation in the body. Um, forget about the medical side of it. Let's just look at it from a, a weight management point of view. Um, it's, it's a really good, simple starting point for people because the, uh, one of the challenges, right, when you look at the majority of the population, the mainstream of people, um, one of the challenges is if you present them a diet that completely eliminates stuff, it's very hard to sustain. So what I mean by that is um, like paleo diet. 
it's a really good uh, diet for many people. It does a lot of good stuff. However, if you have to tell somebody that they can't eat any grains whatsoever, any legumes whatsoever, and very little to no fruit, um, it's a big paradigm shift. And, and sometimes it's, it's too much uh, of a leap in one hit. But for the majority of people, if we just say, okay, how about we limit the amount of refined stuff you have, but you can pretty much eat whatever else is normal as long as you follow these guidelines, then the chances of success are actually much higher. And the good thing is a lot of people, um, they, they learn a lot about their bodies and they also come to appreciate the individualities of diet. Because the truth is everyone's diet is individual. And that's based on how your body breaks down food and metabolizes stuff and processes stuff. Um, and that, that's a whole podcast in itself. But the, everyone's diet's different, right? There's people out there eating, and no joke, you can look this one up, the 30 banana a day diet, okay? So there's people out there getting great results on that. Um, and at the same time, there's the steak and eggs diet, right? And there's people out there getting great results on that. So you've got to look at, at concepts that just the general population can follow, that are simple, that are easy. And that's what the zone diet does really, really well. Just keeps it dead simple. So I'm going to go through some of those principles now. So the first thing is this diet follows something called 40-30-30. So that means out of your daily calorie intake, out of all the food you consume, 40% of those calories come from carbohydrates, 30% of those calories come from proteins, and 30% come from fat. Okay, so 40-30-30. Now the important bit is to learn about what the good carbohydrates are, the good fats are, and the good proteins are because you don't want 40% of your daily carbohydrate intake coming in from you know chocolate and packaged chips and stuff like that. You want it to be from uh, like whole food sources. You want it to come mainly from vegetables and you want it to come from maybe whole grains or sweet potatoes, that kind of thing. Okay, so we'll talk about that more in a minute. But the zone diet is a ratio of 40, 30, 30. And it's a really, really good starting point for people. The, the idea behind the zone diet that works really well is that every meal, your objective is to balance your plate. Okay, so one third of your plate needs to be made up with some sort of protein source. So that protein source um, needs to be lean protein, so no fatty cuts of meat. So it might be something like um, some skinless chicken, it could be uh, some lean red meat, it could be maybe some fish like some salmon or some tuna. So one third of your plate needs to have some protein on it. Then two thirds of your plate needs to be made up of carbohydrates. Now this is the important bit. The carbohydrates you eat can't be refined foods. So when we talk about the things that we limit or eliminate in this diet, I would say the only things that we encourage people not to have are high GI foods or things that are refined foods. So this is like white pasta, white flour, white rice, white potatoes, all the white stuff. So that's our general rule of thumb is when you come into this diet, you want to clear your pantry of all the white stuff, white sugar, you know, excess salt, everything white is basically a roadblock to help you achieve your weight loss goal. So I'll just recap. So when you're eating a meal, you've got to balance your plate. One third of your plate needs to be made up of a good quality protein source. So that's chicken, lean meats, fish, Two-thirds need to be made up of carbohydrates. Now, those carbohydrates come mostly from vegetables. So the more colored, the better. You want to eat the rainbow and just have a whole bunch of variety 
of veggies on your plate. So you can do roast veggies, you can do a salad, whatever you want really, but that's the, the majority. If you're going to eat carbohydrates, uh, for example, like some brown rice, uh, we limit that to one cup. Okay, so that's, and I'll explain how we measure these things out in a simple way in a minute, but we limit any refined, uh, sorry, any um, like starchy carbs, we limit those to, to one cup. And then finally, the last little bit you want to have in your plate to balance it out is just a little bit of fat, and it's got to be healthy fat. So it can't be like, you know, hash browns deep fried. It's got to be uh, something like maybe some olive oil on your vegetables, or maybe some almonds, like a handful of almonds after the meal. Or maybe that healthy fat has come from your source of meat. So if you've eaten something like salmon, it's quite a fatty fish. It's got some healthy fats in it. So that kind of doubles up and ticks the fat box. But the idea being that when we balance the plate, um, you're essentially balancing out your blood sugar levels. So I'm going to get a bit sciencey here. What happens is if you spike your blood sugar levels, so if you consume way too much carbohydrates and what your body actually needs, um, you store the excess carbohydrates as fat. And if you do that every meal, you're just continually storing fat. And over time, uh, that builds up. So it's not a really a big deal if you have a blowout one day a week. Like That's not a problem. But when you're going through these chronic, um, anything chronic in the body, right? So you're chronically or constantly eating foods that spike your blood sugar levels and you're having excess carbohydrates, that just gets stored on your belly and on your butt. That's pretty much it. So what we've got to look for is to keep up our plate nice and balanced and that will balance our blood sugar levels. So the way I explain this to the group, I draw it on a whiteboard, but I say, you know, think about waking up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, uh, you haven't eaten anything for quite a bit of time. So typically you've got low blood sugar. And if you make a bad choice, so this is something like having a giant bowl of cereal, like something really sugary, like Fruit Loops, then that's going to spike your blood sugar levels, you're gonna have all this excess sugar in your body. And so this spike of blood sugar uh, then gets stored as fat. And as we all know, when we spike our blood sugar levels, we have this crash afterwards, very shortly after. So we've eaten a bad choice for breakfast, we've spiked up blood sugar, mid-morning tea comes around, and we're suddenly we're hungry again, right? So what do we do? We have a coffee and we have a big handful of Tim Tams. And again, we have that spike in blood sugar levels, and then we have that crash, so we've got this low energy dip. Lunchtime comes around, and because we're so low on energy, because we've crashed, same thing, we make another bad choice. So we look for something like a burger and chips to pick us up, right? So we've got this big spike in energy and a crash. Three o'clock comes around, and everyone's tired falling asleep at their computers after lunch because they've, they've crashed their energy levels, and maybe you'll eat something like, I don't know, a pa pa packet of potato chips. And then finally, dinner time comes around and you might eat something like a big bowl of pasta. So for the average person on a standard diet, there's this constant spiking and crashing of, of insulin, of blood sugar levels, right? And every time that happens, just know that this is where you store fat. That's the process that occurs. However, if you were to wake up in the morning and you make a really good choice and you have something that's low GI, so uh, a low amount of sugar or a sustainable release of energy in your meal. So something like maybe two eggs in an omelette with a bunch of veggies on the side. That's going to give you a moderate amount of energy that will tend to sustain you for a longer period of time. 
So you're going to find that you're not really all that hungry until maybe lunchtime rolls around. So you get to lunchtime, you might, might make another good choice. You might have something like a nice big salad, heaps of vegetables, and maybe 100 grams of chicken, right? You eat that, that'll sustain you for the rest of the day. Dinner time comes around, and again, you eat something like some salmon and roast vegetables. You might have a, a quarter of an avocado on the side with that as well. And there you go. So there's like a, a completely different release of energy in the body. You've got your, your blood sugar under control. And at the same time, um, you're not stressing your body out and getting into this fat storing mode, right? And that's what this diet does well. It helps people take control of that. So some of the changes that we see in people is they're less hungry throughout the day. And when they do get hungry, they don't get these cravings and mood swings that go along with it. It tends to be a little bit more modest in the way it presents itself. So often people, when they have a sugar crash and they get hungry, they just start, you know, they get hangry and they start snapping and they might get a bit annoyed and frustrated and foggy minded, that kind of thing. Whereas if you're eating a balanced meal uh, and it's sustaining you and you start to feel hunger naturally roll around again, then you're able to make wiser choices. It's less impulsive and yeah, you get that less of a, an urge to seek out sugary, sugary fatty foods. So some of the ways that we simplify this to help people understand the diet um, so that they don't have to weigh every portion of every meal all the time uh, is that we have a few basic principles. So when they're putting their, their plate together, their balanced plate, and they're looking to have about one third of that plate being from a protein source, what we recommend is the size of that protein needs to be roughly the size of the palm of your hand. Now, why do we do this? Because any protein source, really, um, that's the size of the palm of your hand will typically be somewhere between 100 to 150 grams in weight. And for most people, that's going to be a sufficient amount of protein to sustain them through the day. Now, this is a very vague rule, and this doesn't necessarily apply to everybody. But again, I keep coming back to you've got to keep it simple for, for the majority of the population. And this is an easy rule of thumb. You know, if you haven't got your electric scales, kitchen scales with you, to be able to weigh how much, um, you know, your chicken salad has come out in, then just going, okay, it's roughly about the size of the palm of my hand. Yeah, it is. So, like, it ticks that box. Uh, the second thing is when we look for a carbohydrate source, we've got a rule where they can have unlimited vegetables, so they can fill their plate up with as many veggies as they want. But if they're going to have starchy carbohydrates, so that's anything like uh, brown rice, wholemeal pasta, sweet potato, anything that's a bit starchy in nature, we limit that to one cup. So how do you measure what a cup is? Well, we can approximate a cup being about the size of your fist. So if you clench your fist and you put that on a plate, that's roughly about one serving in a cup. So if you, if you think about um, going out to dinner and let's say you go to a Chinese restaurant, right? like the majority of the meal is white rice and it's way more than one cup. So we want to kind of do the opposite. It's not that you, you necessarily can't have, you know, any, any grains in your diet, but we just want to control how much we're having and we want them to be whole grain. So when it comes to carbohydrates, anything starchy is a, is a cup or roughly the size of your fist. And when it comes to a healthy fat source, we want to limit that to being about the size of your thumb. So, a lot of people 
overdo it when it comes to fats, particularly on this diet. They, get, they, they understand how to monitor their sugar levels pretty easy. Like they'll cut out all the refined carbohydrates and sugars. Like that's the easy thing to do. But people um, will switch that up with fatty foods. And even if they're good fatty foods. So this might be things like nuts and seeds. So one of the, the biggest challenges I've had with coaching people through this diet is that they'll often snack on handfuls of nuts and seeds, not realizing how calorie dense and how much of the healthy fats are actually in those foods. So if you're going to include a small portion of fat in your diet, it needs to be roughly the size of your thumb for that serving of that meal. So if it's a bit of avocado, maybe a quarter of an avocado, not half or a whole avocado like some people tend to do. And if you're going to have some almonds, um, maybe a very small handful of almonds, not necessarily like you know big handfuls. This is the approach that makes the diet easy to follow. And even though I recommend people have um, a, a period of time where they really monitor and track their food, for the most part, the zone diet is summed up on one A4 sheet of paper. And this is something you can find on the website, the zone website, or it's a resource that I give to everyone who I work through with this. Um, and it just keeps it so simple because it, it just allows people some guidelines for when they're choosing their meals. You know, they can roughly approximate what's what's going to move them forwards as opposed to move them backwards. All right, so that's the diet side of things. That's the actual zone diet. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Again, there's heaps of resources online for this. So you can go to thezonediet.com. Um, and it's all there. And there's even a book about the zone diet as well. But that tends to go into more of the, like how it's being used medically uh, to help people control things like diabetes and inflammation all that sort of stuff. Um, but with every diet, right, it doesn't really matter what it is. If you haven't got any supporting factors that underline that, then most people are going to struggle doing it sustainably for a long period of time. So what we do is we get everyone to download the MyFitnessPal app. And the reason we do this is because you can't manage what you don't measure. Like that's a principle of business, but it's also a principle of weight loss. So you wanna monitor your diet. And even if that's for a very short period of time, you need to track everything you eat, everything you consume, because you'll think at times you're doing the right thing, but actually you're not. And I've had many people who are eating healthy, in inverted commas, right? Uh, but they're overdoing it in one area. So they might be consuming too many healthy fats or they might be consuming too much fruit and that's you know too, too many carbohydrates. And those are roadblocks. They stop you from achieving the weight. So you've got to track your food and get a real good understanding of, of what's what. So when you download MyFitnessPal app, um, you need to learn how to use it. And a lot of people... Uh, the technophobes, you know, some of these these older people in their 40s and 50s who who've just kind of identified with, oh, I don't know how to use technology. I can't do that. Um, you've got to learn how to use it because it's going to make your life so much easier. And what I've found is once I've actually sat down with people and showed them how to use the app and like takes five to 10 minutes, um, they're empowered and they actually find it fun and interesting and and then, you know, when we put together a day's worth of eating, they get a shock and they actually see in numbers um, why they're actually putting on weight as opposed to losing it. Now, let's talk about some resources. So the first place I'll point everyone to is thezonediet.com. 
oh sorry, I'll start again, zonediet.com. This is the official zone page and all the information's there. If you want to learn more of the ins and outs about it uh, and what, what it is and how it works and uh, to recap some of the principles about how to create a balanced plate and how to structure your meals, it's all there on the website. And that's why I love this diet so much is because it's just simple. It's really simple. Um, it's not hidden information. You don't need to download the ebook. That being said, there is a book available on the diet, um, but it's more medically based. It's more of the science behind it. The other thing is if you're interested in doing any one-on-one coaching, I'm available to do that. So it's just a matter of getting in contact with me directly. But what we do in these sessions is we sit down and we create a holistic plan for an eight-week period about how you're going to lose weight. And the number that I tell everyone they want to aim for when it comes to losing weight is somewhere between half a kilo to one kilo a week. So in reality, there's all these tricks and all this fancy stuff we can do to make you drop weight radically. But for most people, that's like, it's a huge paradigm shift. They've got to turn their life upside down to do it. And really, it's not sustainable. It's very difficult. But when you create realistic goals and have realistic timeframes around those goals, probability of success is much higher. And if you've got some support and some accountability behind that, uh, it's, it's really easy. And that's why we've had 48 out of 50 people actually lose weight in the program. So in the one-on-one coaching, what we do is we work out your why. So this is, what's your motivating reason behind doing this? And if you haven't got that, and if you can't figure that out, when it all gets a little bit too hard, you'll stop and you'll end up going backwards. So when it gets a bit too cold to outside to go to the gym or you know, when you've been invited to a dinner party and there's a big plate of chocolates after dinner and everyone's drinking wine and things like that, if you haven't got a motivating um, reason and factor where you can be able to discipline yourself to just grind through, for you know, a period of eight weeks, then you're not going to have success. So we work out what the why is. And the why is probably the underlying thing that helps people get the diet on track and gets the training on track and helps them get results. So when you can work out a reason why, um, you have success. For some people, there's a line in the sand moment and it's very definitive. Often people come to me and they already know their why. Their why is, my doctor told me I'm pre-diabetic, I need to do something about my weight. Or for some people, like I had one guy come to me and he said, I just turned 40 and my, da- my dad died when he turned 40 from a heart attack because he was so overweight. And I can see myself going down that path. You know, so that's, that's another thing. Um, the why can even be uh, things like self-esteem issues or it can even be you know, people not feeling comfortable in their bodies. It's about tapping into that, okay? And it's about creating goals that are fueled by this this why. So that's one of the main things we work on. Number two, we work out uh, your nutritional plan. So we look at how to create your version of the zone diet and we'll work out your calories, we'll work out your macronutrients and I'll give you a sheet that's going to allow you to... Um, let you know what are the correct food options, it's essentially a shopping list. So what are, what are the food options that you want uh, to purchase when you're out of the shops that are gonna help you succeed in the diet? And the, th- the third and final thing is working out a training program. So this is about creating a training program around your lifestyle. So for a lot of people, they find it difficult to get to the gym. But if you're really smart about it, you can actually build 
physical fitness into your life. And it doesn't have to be like this, this opposite thing that you have to go and do. Um, it can be really easily done by um, waking up half an hour early so that you can ride your bike to and from work every day. Okay, that's one thing. It can be getting into the habit of taking your kids for a walk around the park for an hour every day. It can be um, finding that fun thing you used to do as a kid, like playing you know, mixed netball, uh, and getting back into that and joining a team. And what you'll find is that once, once you tap into that, it kind of links with the why. Once you tap into that kind of enjoyable, integrated kind of physical activity, um, the rest is easy. The rest is easy. And then we can even build a program that's going to make you, you know, fitter and stronger at doing that thing you enjoy doing. So, see, it's funny. The people who come into the program don't see it as a chore. And it's because we've turned it into something that's actually fun. And we've, we've geared it and, I guess, created a fitness program that's enjoyable for people to take part in. And it doesn't really restrict anything and it doesn't make exercise feel like punishment. And I think that's where people go wrong. They, they associate discomfort and punishment and pain and the whole no pain, no gain thing, right? But I'll give you a great example. There was a news article. Remember when Pokemon came out, the Pokemon game? Um, there was a news article on a guy who lost 20 kilos playing Pokemon because he was just trying to catch them all. And he just was walking everywhere trying to catch his Pokemon and he dropped 20 kilos. So, you know, to him, it didn't feel like hard physical work. It was just a part of his lifestyle and he found something he enjoyed doing. So I'm really, I'm really passionate about helping people find that thing because that makes all of this really, really easy. Really, really easy. Um, so we help you do that. And then finally, there's accountability to it. So we touch base uh, every week in some form, whether it's through a call or an email whatever, um, and I hold you accountable. So if you are struggling, there's an opportunity to ask questions, ask for support, ask for help. Um, you know, it's not like you're going to be told off. It's not about that. It's about creating this positive support environment to help you to get the goals you want to get because at the end of the day, you want this as well. So I, I help you do that. If you've got any further questions, hit me up with a direct message. Otherwise, um, let me know what you think about the zone diet. If you've tried it before, let me know. Or if you've tried any other diets that worked really, really well, uh, let us know because I find this is just a starting point. And for a lot of people, once they do this and they get into a good regular exercise program, um, they start to have new goals pop up. And for a couple of people, like we've had a group of ladies from the group, uh, they did a triathlon a couple of days ago, uh, maybe about a week ago now. So suddenly their requirements and their diet requirements might change a little bit if they're going to continue doing physical activities like this because they need to get through these like long endurance-based physical exercises. Or we've got guys in the group who are interested now in putting on lean muscle. So that means that the goals and the diet will change a bit. And then we have people who just genuinely feel better when they eat less carbs and a little bit more fat. Uh, so that changes as well. So this is just a good place to start. And I find it's easy, it's simple to follow. And uh, a lot of people get success from it. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share, all that stuff. And stay tuned for next week.